free from GP, Rantut, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From afros and braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. GP3 round 138. Tommy B is here. What's going on? Uh, hope Y'all, hope y'all had a great week, man. Uh, I had a great week. Um, Want to say, uh, well, y'all know uh, it was a special week for me. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, but hey, thanks to y'all. Uh, you know, I hit that birthday milestone. So uh, for those of you, shout outs and, and well wishers. Thank you so much. It was a good week. Good day. Thank you so much to the fam, friends. Thank you so much. Uh, I ain't saying what that milestone is. Look it up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. But thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. All the well wishes. Appreciate it. Hey, um, you know, we're going to do uh, Tanya B. Uh, sipping the tea this week. Uh, it's back. Uh, we'll do some uh, 365 Black and uh, also some shout outs. And um, let's let's do some 365 Black. I got enough coming up. Tanya's back. And, um, you know, we'll go into some things during the uh, Tanya B. report. And also Rob Redding got his report coming up as well. And. And Syracuse Mike is back with headlines. But this week, um, this week, man, June 9th, as we tape the podcast, um, T.D. Jakes, uh, congrats, uh, hits number 62. I don't know why I thought T.D. Jakes was older, man, but uh, T.D. Jakes, happy birthday. As we tape the podcast, he turns uh, 62 uh, on June 10th. Pull out the shotgun, Barack, uh, Sasha Obama turned 17. Oh, man, man. Uh, it's just odd, man, when you when you got the prez and he's got kids who are growing up in the White House, man. On June 11th, um, this guy turns 21. I'm wondering he's going if he's going to learn how to behave or act better now that he's 21. Kodak Black on June 11th. Yes or no? I say no. Uh, tur- turns um, 21 on June 11th. Uh, Lil Duval is going to be living his best life on June 12th. He turns 41 on June 12th. And June 14th, man, Marla Gibbs, Florence from the Jeffersons. She's like the last one, the last adult maybe on that show who's still alive. And she's 88. Uh, she was on the uh, the Jefferson, the reboot, uh, the um, live Jeffersons that they did a few weeks ago with Jamie Foxx. And um, yeah, man, she turns 88, born in 1931 on June 14th. Wow. Wow. Florence is like 88. Wow. Um, And historically, um, the Oscar Award winning actress Hattie McDaniel was born on June 10th in 1898. Of course, she won 
uh, from Gone with the Wind and in history on June 12th, man, Medgar Evers, Medgar Evers, uh, NAACP fame, civil rights leader, uh, was shot in front of his home in Jackson, Mississippi on June 12th of 1963. All right. All right, y'all. That's our uh, shout outs. Those are our shout outs and also um, our 365 Black. And right now, let's do some uh, sipping the tea with Tanya B. She is back. She is. It's she the, is. It, it's not the same without you, Tanya B. Oh, <laughs> oh, you miss you. me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sipping tea with Tanya B is back. Tanya B, what's going on? You've been on the uh, road, right? What you've been up to? Yes, uh, I've been here, there, and somewhere in America. That's all I will admit <laughs> to. <laughs> and with that said, in today's yeah. edition of sipping the tea. Does anybody care? So I want everybody to you know, to get your, your your notepads out. I want you to vote. And I'm going to vote at the end of each segment. All right. First mm. up, uh, you know, we, a few weeks ago, we talked about how Sierra put an album out and it only sold 100 copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well on to something new. You know, her husband, the highest paid NFL player, Russell Wilson, just got a huge pay increase. And he's actually funding uh, this production company that the two of them have started. So now they are going to star in what else do you do when nothing else works? You go to reality TV. Well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, <laughs> the, filming, the filming for the show starts this summer and will, of course, go into the fall when Russell goes back to the NFL. And this show has a very creative name, Sierra and Russ. Can you say crickets? And of course, their company, Why Not You Productions, is going to produce the show. Well, Sierra, Why Not You? Apparently, nobody cares. But anyway, so this well, let me, show. Let me, let, me, let me ask a question, okay? Where is it going to be yeah. filmed? Where, where, what city? Is, is it Seattle? I mean, is it going to be in Seattle because it's going to. Uh, include some of you know his situations with the going back to the NFL. I think they'll be back and forth between you know, some things in Atlanta where Sierra's from and also Seattle, which is not a hot bit of social activity. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. No tea, no shade, Seattle. Great food, social scene, zero. So moving mm-hmm. right along. This yeah. project, they say it's not going to be ratchet and it's not going to be what we're used to seeing on TV. Now, when have you ever seen reality TV that's tasteful and focused on the love of family, love and faith? I wish well, I had you a know what? There's, there's one show. There's there's the only the only other show I know that that does that is um, the Pete's uh, Rodney Pete and what's your name and. Uh, I well, they on the Hallmark Channel. I know they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Pete's sake, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Pete, the Pete family, yeah. Well, for yeah. Pete's sake, they're not on the Oprah Network anymore. So anyway, mm-hmm. Russell and Sierra are devout Christians, and it's actually it said it's going to go throughout the upcoming NFL season. So I guess they're trying to draw in some male viewers. And as for mm-hmm. the drama, they say it's going to be interesting, but I really can't see drama in Russell and Sierra's life. And I don't know that people will think it's authentic. I know, you know nothing is 100 percent and couples do disagree and things along that line. But, yeah. you know, everybody knows about Russell's football career. People know about the lack of Sierra's recording career. But I really don't know if I want to see their hopes, and ambitions and everything. The only thing that will be, I guess, a bone of contention, if you will, mm-hmm. and if he decides to participate and he does need money because he has a seventh baby, is the drama between Sierra and her baby father, Future. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And just to show you about the lack of interest, the show doesn't even have a network. I heard that uh, there are some people who are interested, but that the show is going to be on Facebook or Netflix. You know what, though? I I mean, considering that may not be a bad idea. Yeah. You know, um, that may not be a bad idea if you look at what happened with uh, the Red Table Talk concept on Facebook. Um, You know, if they've got a following, they'll get what they get. And they won't have to worry about, you know, being beholden to the networks and the ratings. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you'll see. I don't think I'll see. But anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, we'll see, you know, they're amazing life. Woo-hoo! But, you know, and like I <laughs> said, most reality TV, you know, unfortunately gets ratings on drama and share throwing yeah. and wig pulling and cussing and all this other mm-hmm. barbaric behavior. So I, it'll be interesting to see how... Uh, this all plays out. I think Sierra and Russell Wilson might be about as exciting as no, it'll be less exciting than Megan Good and Devon Franklin. At least she's got a job. Anyway. Wow. (laughs) Next, anybody care? (laughs) Eh. Okay, (laughs) next up, DJ Khaled. You know, he always says, we the best, we the best. You know, Hmm. I'm the ish. Well, he is not the ish at this moment. And I hmm. heard that he and his posse went up to Epic Records. He threw a tantrum, more like what you would expect from his son, who's, what, two and a half? And he stormed out of a meeting with the label because his album that was so hyped up, but it's just a bunch of collaborations. Anyway, it did hmm. not reach number one. He was knocked wow. out of the number one spot by his Epic Records label mate, Tyler, the creator, who I understand has a more organic and loyal audience. And I mean, I heard that Khaled was up in the label and there was some slow singing and flower bringing and he stormed up there and he was yelling and he blamed the label's chief. And do you know who that would be at Epic Records these days? Mm, Who would that be? Sylvia Rome, who would tell Uh, him, get the wrong person <laughs> exactly I was like do you really know what you're doing young man yeah he blamed her mm-hmm. and the label because he said they don't understand streaming services and these bundle deals that a lot of artists do but mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is that when they do these bundle deals they don't count towards your sales so mm-hmm. now he is not the best he is not happy at all and he just was dropping the all the bombs. Just nasty things were said. And then he went back to, oh, it's all about positivity and love. And you know, he just let a side of himself be seen in those offices that we don't usually see. But you know what happened is he overhyped the record. And again, you know, people are fickle and it's just a lesson in there is no guarantee. And you might think you are hot, but can I always tell independent artists? You might think your ish is hot, but it doesn't matter what you think. It's what the people who will buy your music think. And Absolutely. I guess the they people. didn't think they didn't think Khaled was the best. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, the album wow. is just. I mean, there are some good. There's some good stuff on there, but it's just collaboration. So unless you go out with these artists, who wants to see a DJ run back and forth hmm. with you know the voice of Little Wayne and the voice of her? You know, coming through the speakers, it's just not the same. So I, I don't know how so, that's. So, do you work. think it's done? Do you think it's done, or do you think he he's going to push it for a second life? 
I think he's going to push it, but I think what he needs to do is to just realign what he's doing because, you know, I don't care how hot you are. Even, you know, Beyonce has learned when to go and sit down and when Mm -hmm. to stand up. And if you Mm -hmm. were just doing it too much, your burn factor gets very high and people get tired of you and they move on as they have in this case to someone else. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Wait, I'm I'm hot now. Anybody care? Eh. <laughs> okay. Now, no, this is this is good. As we may have already heard, if you haven't had your head under a rock, Arkley's in trouble again with the law. There's more sex charges. All these girls are under eighteen, and you know this reporter Peter Derogatis in Chicago, who really broke the Arkley story almost twenty plus years ago, because he got the sex tape and turned it over to the kids. And when R. Kelly made that what he called the song "I Admit," and he mentioned that Peter Derogatis had been trying—I'm sorry, Jim Derogatis—I went to school mm-hmm. with Peter. Ooh, where is he? He was fine. Anyway, uh, Jim Derogatis. Uh, R. Kelly claims he's been trying to get me for 25 years. So R. R. Kelly's attorney, who was really a loudmouth to me, got mm. upset and stormed out of the court. And like I guess I think this is a, a, a ship that has sailed. When these allegations get uncovered more and more, it's like people, they look to the side eye and then they're going to ask you what I'm going to ask you. Anybody care? Hmm. Well, well, let me ask you, though, uh, because they're talking about up to 30 years. Do you think it's going to uh, it's going to lead to that 30, 30 years for him in prison? I mean, you know, somebody like him, he needs to be off the street. No tea, no shit <laughs> about that at all. <laughs> but the thing is, yes, just like his crazy brother, you can be in jail. Mm-hmm. But the element of treatment, because clearly he has mental illness. He has a, a serious chemical imbalance in his brain that causes him to do these things think mm-hmm. he's done nothing wrong and say he's innocent yeah. like how do you say you didn't do anything when they got you on film and you made the tape yeah yeah wow. like i said you know, this whole r kelly thing is getting as old as al sharpton snatchback perm i <laughs> just don't care wrong for that anybody wrong care that. anybody care <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> okay, and closing out our anybody care this week, let's stay in the city of Chicago. So I think you know where I'm going right now. Yes, I do. Can you say it? You say it because I don't need to. Jesse, Jesse, or Jesse, Jesse. <laughs> All right, well, you know, this is, Jesse now. Okay, go ahead. You know, this is the last season of Empire. They may pay him, but you won't see much of him. And his idea of a PR center, this is a classic case of just this all gone wrong. But mm. now, you know, the 911 take this manager, uh, when his manager called the police, has gone public and some of the files surrounding the case have gone public. And like I said, you know, they think, oh, uh, these tapes and these documents were leaked. And again, I say, anybody care? <laughs> and all I heard, I mean, I, I did hear about um, them releasing everything, but you're not hearing much of it being played, which means, you know, it, it doesn't really substantiate, uh, you know, any 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 claim. So, you know, uh, was it worth it to release it? You know? uh, uh, no, all right. Nobody cares. And the thing about it is 
well, I heard the tape and it just sounds like it was, oh, we better call 911 so we have a paper trail. You know, we can say we call 911. But yeah. it sounds like the Keystone cops on the line. Tell them I don't want to follow. Tell I don't want to go to hospital. Tell them, yeah, tell them I'm famous. But don't tell them my name. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. But I heard there was much more evidence as well, not just the 911 tape, but uh, they were releasing um, some other information as well. Everything. And at the end of the day, and you see, before it went from, I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, I didn't do this, you gotta believe me. No, we don't Mm -hmm. have to believe you, Jesse. Because it just looks more and more and more like there's something stale in the milk. And one thing's for certain and two things for sure. We live Mm -hmm. in a society where Big Brother is always watching and there's yeah. only so much doctoring and whatnot you can do. Yeah. Once things wow. get released, it's done. It's done. And I, I actually, I think he's done. You haven't heard any music from him. You haven't heard about him touring. Mm-hmm. Nobody well, cares. Yeah, people have moved on. They have yeah. moved on. I'm more concerned about Terrence Howard and the IRS than Jesse Smollett and his foolishness. Oh, what about Terrence? (laughs) Terrence thinks he thinks Mm. he's he. I think he took a page from the book of Wesley Snipes when it comes to not paying the taxes. Wesley, no, don't do it. You you right. You can finish that sentence. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Enough said. Enough said. Don't do it. You got to. Exactly. Moving right along. And, what else you okay, got? I, I do have one more. Now, another anybody care? Wendy Williams. Mm. You know, she's on a six or seven week hiatus right now. And, you know, I guess she's trying to realize she's got, she can't hide behind, you know, what's going on in her life with the, you know, the, the husband and the mistress and the babies and the cars. And he wants the money. Then the son punched him in the face. So wow. now she figures, well, strike while the iron's hot while I'm on vacation. Well, she wanted to have it's a sit down and she's having a hard time getting an A-list journalist or really an A-list show to do this mm. sit down interview with her talking about her, her recent personal issues. And she wanted a major morning show or a one hour special. She went to Gail King and said, Gail King was like, mm, no, girl, I'm sorry. Mm. <sighs> Wow. Right. So, you know, hey, Gail King got her credit with R. Kelly. So why would she even I mean, you go come behind that sit down with Wendy Williams and think anybody will care. Yeah. 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 So where did she go? Does does she have anybody yet? No, she's still looking. What she needs to do is just sit down in front of a camera and put it up on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because she can't. I mean, I was I was going to joke and say Howard Stern. (laughs) Well, you know, they fell out. They break out into a fight. So, right. Well, no, they've made peace. They, they, he okay. apologized to her. But at the yeah. end of the day, if you think about it, yeah, Howard's audience really doesn't care about Wendy Williams. Not for a, a one-hour sit down. And I mean, at the end of the day, she's only going to say so much because with what's been out there in the press, she doesn't mm-hmm. really need to. They do a really good job <laughs> of letting us yeah. know what's going on, especially. You know, the UK and the Daily Mail, because they're the ones that broke the entire story that forced her to come forward because, again, mm-hmm. they had the receipts and she couldn't deny it. So, Well, maybe somebody over in, you know, maybe on the BBC might be interested in doing something with her. But, um, you know, I think she's burned a lot of uh, a lot of bridges in the U.S. with um, 
in the journalism Anybody. community. So, and, yeah, I mean, she may have to go to the BBC. To do and this with, the, with those relationships, she's mended some of those relationships, but some of them are still mm-hmm. burned. There are still people who will not come on her show for any The music reason. industry people, <laughs> you know, Method Man never, uh, Puffy never. Oh, she and Puffy <laughs> made up, but you know why she and Puffy made up? Because why Puffy realized he had something to promote, and that was a quick, easy hit to mm-hmm. get the message to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But, you know, Puffy is kind of like, you know what? I have moved on. And yeah, I think yeah. in some people's world, like the Puffies and the people like that, they just don't care. They don't need her anymore. They, that's it. Yeah. They don't need her. Hmm. They don't need her. Well, you her. know, we'll, we'll see how it goes with her. I know people are watching. You know, she, uh, you know, best of luck to her. You know, hope, hope uh, you know, yeah. things, uh, you know, considering everything, you know, that, uh the rocks and you know the fact you know living in a glass house you know again, right right uh, not but, only that um, you know she's not know. the first person to go through a scandalous divorce i mean think about yeah. it yeah yeah you know it, there was a time when it was oh that's provocative and he did what and oh my goodness and now it's so common mm-hmm. that nobody really cares and the fact that when this all first started happening she was in denial and she lied about it. And I believe that has, again, affected what credibility she has started to rebuild with people. Mm, okay. So, wow. girl, how you doing? Okay. So, <laughs> lastly, this is just, a, this is actually kind of sad. Uh, you know, with this whole brouhaha surrounding the death of uh, director John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently there's some things that are unaccounted for and his family is digging for answers. Now, this uh, this is the making of a good movie. Uh, mm. co- according to sources, some, and he has several, but some of his baby mamas are suspicious about you know how he got to the hospital and how he checked in. And, you know, he had just come back from Costa Rica and I've heard one scenario that says his handlers were kind of you know, keeping him doped up and drugged up and he didn't know what was going on but then it's, it's interesting that nobody seems to know how he got to the hospital he didn't drive himself nobody's saying that they took him you know there's no wow. receipt from Uber or Lyft to confirm when he arrived and then they, one of the uh, sources again say at the hospital the staff said uh, he just sort of just sort of appeared out of nowhere in a wheelchair and he was out of it. Right, and then he was out of it. So how do you go from coming back from Costa Rica, having leg pain, checking Mm. yourself into the hospital by yourself, being incoherent, having a massive stroke, and then less than two weeks later, you're dead. Now, you remember the daughter said one thing and she said the grandmother was lying and this one had a will and that one had a will. And while Mm. they're... there may be more to the story, but now the family's going to waste money between five private investigators because they want to, I know, they want to know what he was doing, mm-hmm. who he was talking to, who he was with, and you know, if somebody in his camp close to him knew about his medical condition and didn't do anything. So it's, wow. it just seems like it's going to be in between the mother and the granddaughter and the baby mamas and the wills of his mother, you know, take uh, just kind of taking the reins. And she just filed documents this week to take control of his estate because she said someone else that's close to him took stuff out of his office and out of his safe and there a lot of the, his valuables are at risk so this 
I would care about because it would be a real funky, maybe BET Jesse Collins lifetime around the way fillet <laughs> wow. uh, movie. Mm-hmm. I hate to hear that though, you know. Um, yeah. But but it did start off again when I first heard about it. It escalated out of nowhere, you know, because uh, in, in the beginning it was a mild stroke that led to death. I mean, coma and death. Exactly. So, yeah, there, it, it, you know, there, you know, considering this, I'm not surprised. I mean, considering, um, you know, how it started and what it escalated to, um, you know, it'll be interesting to hear what some of the some of the people um, around him who are close to him who have these conspiracy theories are truly saying. So we'll see. We'll see. And sometimes, you know, the person that well, they say thou doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will do that to buy themselves some more time or to mm-hmm. keep the, uh, you know, how they put the police light in your face when they're interrogating you to keep yeah. the attention off of them. So th- this will be interesting. Okay, I got one more thing I got to tell you. And this is a cautionary tale of just being dumb. I mm. can't. Okay, this is rapper in Baltimore. He calls himself Chad Focus. Chad's not very smart. Now, again, he wanted to be a rapper and he actually had a day job, which is good. He had a day job. You know, what you need to do sometimes, get on, you stay on your grind and get money to, you know, you have to have some way to finance your career, studio time, whatever. Well, he had this really good job and the job gave him an Amex to use for a company business. But he concocted a scheme to everything down to paying the bills, not letting people see them, and just being real shady. So clearly he's smart. He's just smart in the wrong way. So long story longer, he ended up racking up $4.1 million. What? On this company, Amex. What did he use it for? I'm glad you asked. Uh-oh. Of course, you know, he had to floss and buy cars and, you know, trips. And then it went to studio time. He was he bought a billboard Uh-oh. in Times Square saying he was the number one rapper in the world. Have you ever heard of a oh, record by Chad Focus? I have not. But wait, there's more. He went out and spent a grip of this money buying social <laughs> media followers, buying music streams. And I tell people all the time, when you try to fake the funk, you will be exposed. Mm-hmm. So if you invested $4.1 million of money that you stole from your job, which you clearly won't ever have again, mm-hmm. to, to blow up and nobody ever heard of you, yeah. you must really suck. Mm-hmm. So now he has about the next 20 years or so to think about what he did. His rap oh, yeah. career is over. His life, as mm-hmm. you know, it is over. He believed yeah. in his own hype. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, crime doesn't pay. So now Chad Focus will be focused on not dropping the soap in Baltimore. <laughs> in Baltimore for the next 20 years while he thinks about the rap career that never was. At the end of the day, the moral of the story is you've got to invest the time and trust the process. You have to do it correctly. It's so easy to expose a fake these days. You've got to know the business and not the show. Shameless plug. July 20th, I'll be in <laughs> West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> and I told you about the music industry seminar with the Soundcheck Media Group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we have decided, you know, for those who are really serious, we have a limited number of free tickets. The event is now free. 
So if you're oh, wow. serious, this is where you need to be. Don't play no games. And if you are not serious, don't come to my workshop. Hey, you know what? And and how can how can people connect to find out okay. more about the workshop? Go on to Instagram, um, T Bird Atlanta on Instagram, on T Bird ATL on Twitter. Everything mm-hmm. is up there. It tells you where to go to Eventbrite to register. I just say, come serious. If you don't bring your A game, don't come. You've got to really step it up. You got to bring your T-Bird. A plus plus. It's, um, by the way, uh, it's B Y R D. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, T B Y R D. And take notes. Ask intelligent questions because I've been in seminars where I've had people trying to hold other conversations and you know. Just not focus, not paying attention. So as far as I'm concerned, you can leave and, and make that seat available to somebody who really wants to learn about having a career, knowing the business. And how about the word longevity? How about mm-hmm. And by the way, I'll make sure that um, Tanya B's Instagram is on the uh, podcast page as well. So yep, you don't so. just go there. Okay. Come on down. All right. Yeah. All right, Tanya B. Thank you again for that great round of tea. <laughs> That's all I got. Can't do no more. All right, now back to Hollywood Road. You're on Hollywood Road? These uh, days? Not today. No, see, so, you know, uh, that's the part of Atlanta where they don't always clean the storm drain. So it's pouring <laughs> here and, you know, everything's backing up into the street. So, no, I will not be over on Hollywood <laughs> Road this weekend. I hear you. I hear you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Tanya B. Thanks All for right. that tea. All right, Hi, we'll see you later. You're All, All right, right. tea with lemon is always good. All right, let's do some headlines with my man Syracuse Mike. Let's hit him, Mike. President Trump was treated to the kind of pageantry that he is known to enjoy by the U.K. on Monday. Queen Elizabeth also highlighted the bonds between the United States and the United Kingdom at a banquet in Mr. Trump's honor. I'm so glad that we have another opportunity to demonstrate the immense importance that both our countries attach to our relationship. The three-day trip is seen as a chance to celebrate Britain's special relationship with the U.S., boost trade links, and reaffirm security cooperation ahead of the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I think we'll have a very, very substantial trade deal. That's President Trump before a press conference promising Britain a substantial post-Brexit trade deal with the United States during his visit in the U.K., even suggested to outgoing Prime Minister Theresa May that she should stick around to clinch the deal. Meanwhile, May is due to step down in two days. She and the president took questions from reporters Tuesday. One question, would a trade deal with the U.S. impact Britain's National Health Service? When you're dealing in trade, everything's on the table. That remark didn't go over well with conservatives there. In a tweet, Britain's health secretary said, Dear Mr. President, the NHS isn't on the table in trade talks and never will be. While President Trump is in Ireland, Mexican officials met with their U.S. counterparts for talks in Washington Wednesday in an effort to reach a deal to prevent the imposition of U.S. tariffs on Mexican goods next week. Democratic Senator Tom Carper. Mexico happens to be maybe our best trading partner in the world, and uh, it's a relationship that uh, we don't, uh, we cannot afford to, uh, to mess with and screw up. But is the move by the administration working? White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro told CNN the tariffs might not be needed because the threat alone was enough to have the Mexicans' attention. June is Pride Month around the world, and now New York's police commissioner has apologized for the raid on the Stonewall Inn. That event 50 years ago gave rise to the modern LGBTQ rights movement. 
President Trump has been warning that tariffs of 5% on all Mexican exports to the U.S. will go into effect on Monday if Mexico does not step up efforts to put an end to an increase in mostly Central American migrants heading for the U.S. border. While there have been meetings with Mexican officials in Washington this week, Mr. Trump has been overseas. Late Thursday, he spoke with Fox News and defended his plan, even following objections by some Republicans. Tariffs are a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful word, if you know how to use them properly. Republicans should love what I'm doing. A final decision on what to do about tariffs could come today. Former Vice President Joe Biden said Thursday in Atlanta that he no longer supported a ban on the use of federal funds for most abortions, reversing a course after sharp criticism from abortion rights opponents. If I believe health care is a right as I do, I can no longer support an amendment that makes that right dependent on someone's zip code. Biden, the frontrunner in the race for the 2020 Democratic nomination, said he changed his long-held position on what's known as the Hyde Amendment because the right to an abortion was now under assault in many states, including Georgia. Biden says abortions are becoming increasingly inaccessible for low-income women. Hey, appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much. Hey, I I love how Mike is like the consummate like journalist. He uses, uh, you know, journalism has its own rules well you know not its own but standard rules and he has to refer to the president or 45 as mr trump so kudos to you man (laughs) for staying in character dude because i can't do it (laughs) i can't do it ain't gonna lie to you but kudos to mike thank you so much man he he gives me those headlines uh he owns his, his own radio station in georgia man and and i i i steal his headlines every week well, he allows me to steal them. So I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you so much, man. And just a couple of things, y'all. Uh, you know, I, I know 45. He kind of dominates the news. And, and that's, you know, I guess by design. Um, and, and we have friends in the UK. I'd love to have or get some feedback from our friends in the UK um, and the Royals. Because the Royals really took care of him. I mean, they they were like, uh, you know, kissing booty. It was the booty kissing week. Um, the Royals and Trump this week. So, um, you know, just niceties, even though he called the, you know, of course, called um, uh, the Duchess of Sussex. Um, Megan, you know, nasty. I mean, that that didn't even come into play, um, which, you know, I guess, you know, I didn't expect it to. But they just, you know, they just ignored it, went ahead, and it was the booty kissing week uh, for um, the Royals and Trump. So I guess it, it's got to be what it's got to be. Even with uh, Theresa May, it was the booty kissing week. So didn't expect that. But um, again, um, you know, you know, that's all I got to say. Um, the Brexit deal, Brexit trade deal, uh, you know, I mean, England's always been, you know, a friend and a partner. So that's not much of a stretch. Um, Mexico tariffs. Come on, y'all. Y'all know Mex- <laughs> what's, me- <laughs> what's Mexico going to threaten us? You know, if so, you know, they didn't have a choice with the tariffs. I mean, you know, so, you know, in terms of um, as as this podcast is taped. When Mike was doing, of course, his headlines, uh, it hadn't been resolved. But as you guys know, in listening to the show now, if the, you know the podcast or listening to it live, as we tape the podcast, as I tape the podcast, uh, that issue's been resolved. I mean, would you expect? I mean, Mexico, Mexico ain't gonna play with the U.S. like that. I mean, it's uh, 
you know, considering all everything at risk for them, they, you know, they, they didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. You know, you, Iran, you know, North Korea can play that kind of game, but you know, Mexico, Mexico ain't in that kind of league, you know, so they weren't going to play against the U S so, you know, he got what he wanted, you know, 45 got what he wanted. Move on. Um, Hey, Pride Month, y'all. Uh, congrats, I guess, uh, for Pride Month, uh, all those who, who, who actually, um, all, for all those who, who celebrate Pride, uh, happy Pride Month to you. And June is Pride Month. June's also Black Music Month. We hadn't mentioned that uh, much this month. I do want to try to do a show before the end of the month with somebody in the music biz. Hope to have them on this week. I'm not going to say who, uh, but I'm working on it, uh, hopefully by the end of the month. Uh, but uh, happy Pride Month, y'all. June is Pride Month. Also, um, you know, uh, Biden and the shift on uh, the national um, funding for abortion does not surprise me. People say, was it for political expediency? Duh, he's a politician. <laughs> he's running for president. Come on, y'all. Come on. I mean, yeah. Who would ask if is it for political expediency? Of course. What the hell? Anyway, you know, Biden's going to do what he's got to do. It's his last chance. So, you know, he's going to do everything and say everything it takes to win. And and y'all going to have to just kind of cut through the cut through the shit, period. You know, he's going to say whatever he's got to say, do whatever he's got to do. You know, it's that kind of game. So uh, everything is for political political expediency right now. So. You know, it is what it is, y'all. It is what it is. I promised y'all, by the way, Rob Redding, man, and I'm loving the weekly news and review. Of course, uh, Rob does, just explain to y'all, Rob does a daily show. Now, we don't give you the daily show, um, but in, in Rob's kindness, because I've known him for a while, he gives me his weekly news and review, which he airs, uh, I guess, on some stations across the country and and we air it immediately following GP3. So if you if you ever wonder how can I catch Rob's uh, weekly news review right after the stream of our show of GP3 airs right after that at castropolis.net, I play Rob's news review. And quite frankly, Rob kind of fills the gap for me for the week for the stuff that I just can't stomach talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna lie to you, Rob. When Ran and I and and we're doing the show, I could I could deal with some of this. When Ran was on the show, he cover it, but Rob covers that that I just don't I can't stomach talking about it. And and um, but but if you really want a good recap of what's happening in black culture, man, Rob Redding, uh, you can check him out. Uh, if you want to subscribe to his daily show, you can go to robredding.com. Again, robredding.com. Um, it's really, 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 really good. This week, uh, if you're listening to the show live right now, uh, you listen to it on the podcast, you may have to go to robredding.com. But if you're listening to the show live right now, um, right after this show airs, uh, he goes, uh, we go into Rob Redding, okay? And Rob talks about a really interesting concept where the Obamas did a deal with Spotify, a million dollars, millions of dollars. And he goes into that, and and I thought it was a really good spin on it. Uh, several other things he talks about, and among the other things he talks about, I'm going to play a quick clip of what he talked about in reference to Ma, and we'll come right back after this clip. Go ahead, Rob. I watched Ma, you know, Get Home Safe Ma, with Octavia Spencer last night, one of the best movies I've seen this year. 
All right, one of the be- one of the best movies. It wasn't the most intelligent movie. It was a very straightforward market, general market horror movie, uh, murder gore film movie. But if you look at the way this movie was put together, it was put together very well. And there are race undertones throughout this whole thing. And what's interesting about Get Home Safe, Ma, and I, like I said, I saw the critics and what they said, etc. And what is interesting is I never listened to the critics. I always make my own decisions. I knew it was getting panned, etc. But when I watched Get Home Safe, Ma, and I saw at the end what she did with the black man, the black boy, I said to myself, I said, this is very, very, very good. This is very, very well done. Somebody really thought about this, and Octavia Spencer, she's an incredible actress. Really, she's very good. And I thought that the film was incredible. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And so when you look at Get Home Safe, Ma, and you look at how we have uh, this picture out there that, that talks about uh, the kind of the privilege of whiteness, the cool kids, etc., and our place within it as black people, and that's what it talks about. I don't want to spoil the movie. But Get Home Safe Mom informs us of a, a world that exists uh, that's a very important world and that people are left out of every single damn day. Every single day. And that was what Octavia Spencer is, is focused on and trying to penetrate this world. And then when she's not able to do it, then she just cracks and she goes back into her a psychosis of uh, her psychic thoughts about her psychosis about what happened to her in the uh, years that she was in high school. When some people peak in high school, if you peak in high school, and I'm not going to judge you, I guess there's some people that do peak in high school, but I just thought that that was very an interesting concept, and I thought it worked very well, and it works very well with what I'm talking about now. Again, uh, thanks, Rob Redding, man. RobRedding.com. You can get the full. Um, his full shows, man, if you want to subscribe to his daily, of course, it's going to cost you. Uh, Rob uh, talks about it in his show this week, his old his whole uh, platform and, and uh, his plan, uh, how he how he actually uh, presents his product to the public. It's a good show. Good show. He talks about uh, the Obamas and the Spotify deal. He does talk about Don Lemon on CNN and Don Lemon's been talking about being harassed. Uh, since he came out against Trump, uh, he talks about Jay-Z uh, as a billionaire, uh, Serena Williams uh, as the richest woman in sports. Uh, he does go into the importance of ownership, Central Park Five um, on uh, Netflix, um, um, you know, with uh, the Ava DuVernay, uh, uh, I guess I can say show uh, or series. And, and he also talks about Drake and uh, the NBA finals. Y'all, I know y'all mad. Um Toronto fans ain't mad, <laughs> but Golden State fans are not are not real happy right now. Um, they will they won't be happy um, within the next couple of days either. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, hey y'all, uh, again, thank you, Rob. And and again, uh, I'll have the link for Rob uh, robredding.com on the podcast page, uh, so you can check it out. Okay. Hey, I, I know this week, man. Uh, again, Eva Eva uh, Duvernay. And uh, the Central Park Five story, uh, I, I am going to have the opportunity, man. I have to compartmentalize that because growing up and watching that story and knowing uh, how how uh, how unjust that whole situation was, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it's difficult to go through watching it again for a lot of people. The thing I've heard um, about the Netflix uh, series about the Central Park Five 
the thing I've heard from most people is it's really difficult to watch because you know the outcome, you know the situation, uh, and uh, it's just hard to watch. Um, and um, very emotional. People get very emotional. So I've, I've uh, intentionally kind of held off watching it for now until I can get to a place where I can watch the whole thing. And um, so that's coming up for me. I, I've not watched it. Of course, you know, the, you know, we know the the end result. It's historical. But um, the way it's portrayed, it's it's an extremely emotional watch for a lot of people. I know it will be for me. So I'm taking my time and get to it. But one thing I have already gotten to is Black Mirror, because quite frankly, and by the way, it's storming here, so y'all probably might hear lightning and thunder in the background as I tape this podcast. Um, um, striking Vipers is, I guess, Black Twitter. <laughs> it's dominating Black Twitter this week. And but but it, it, in general, I watch Black Mirror as a fan, and, and I, I told um, I've told Rand, and even when Tut was on the show when we talked about Black Mirror. Black Mirror is the reason I pay for Netflix. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I love that show. I think it's the best, one of the best things on Netflix. And um, this this time around, for me, I thought they had good content, but my disappointment, and I hope they don't do what they did this time, where they split up all the series. Uh, they did the uh, interactive piece, which I forgot the name of, Um and then, you know, they've done these little breakouts. I just hope they go back to doing all six together, because <clears throat> what happens is if you don't get that whole six and a few aren't good, then the experience isn't as good. I think a lot of people, because there are three of them, Smithereens, um, of course, Striking Vipers is first, the first episode, Smithereens, which is talking about uh, the uh, social networking thing. And then uh, the Miley Cyrus, Ashley O'Deal. And it, it's kind of like these things are in three different target audiences. The first one, I think, is the best, of course. But it, it, I mean, it, it does target. It, it's one of the first Black Mirror episodes with an all black cast. So, of course, black folks are going to be more apt to love that one. Then you go into the social network, the media thing, which is really more political oriented, more message oriented. You're going to lose some people with that. And the ending, a lot of folks thought didn't quite get they didn't quite get it, didn't like the ending as much. And then, you know, the Miley Cyrus thing, the Ashley O is it, it, it almost has a younger lean, more millennial, definitely more millennial lean to it. Um, so you got almost like three different audiences, whereas I think when they did the six, people had more in common with maybe one or two. And uh, I just I just hope they go back to doing all six. OK, the other thing is I, I do want to mention people are, you know, there are some people who love the number one striking vipers. And there's some people who just, you know, were blown away and hated it. And I think the people with Black Mirror, you really just have to understand it's one of those shows like the Twilight Zone, um, going all the way back to all these types of sci-fi type shows. If you can't really suspend relief, uh, belief, if you can't suspend belief when you watch something, then Black Mirror is probably not for you. <laughs> I just I'm just going to say that, you know, for people who are in the fantasy horror and, and sci-fi we suspend belief. We go into a movie or a series. When you buy into it, you kind of buy into it and you know what to expect. 
so striking vipers is in line with uh like hang the dj um uh, son son of a pair of, I always say that you know the the two women who fell in love going into the fantasy uh Google was uh the actress uh Google Google M M M R I always say her name wrong uh, but um Google Mbathra uh is the actress in in that and it, you know Black Mirror always has an episode which refers or connects with some type of love dating focus and striking vipers was it for this series uh but again when they do six i think they'll be successful because you've got uh more to choose from and they're typically one or two that connect with everybody here you had three different episodes and the three really were very different very different they're you know from the Miley Cyrus Ashley O appeal uh again Smithereens had more quote unquote political appeal and then the first very different. So that's my take on it. Overall I thought it was cool. I thought it was okay. I'm just glad to get Black Mirror episodes whenever. However, I hope they do another one, maybe another three. But they should do stick to six. That's my recommendation. Charlie Booker, I'm gonna send him an email and say, dude, stick to six. <laughs> Give us six. Give us full six, man. Don't break it out like that again. And I think that's why people may be disappointed in this one. Because you don't have the full six. When you have six of them to choose from, six hours to watch, uh, if you if you're disappointed by one or two, it's cool. You move on to the ones you like and, and you're good to go. Alright? That's all I got. All right, y'all, don't forget, you can go to uh, castropolis.net. Everything you need there, uh, everything is on that page. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, Follow us at GP3Homies. Instagram, GP3Homies on Twitter. We're at HomiesGP3. Reverse it, Homies underscore GP3. Uh, We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Podbeam, TuneIn Radio. You just search GP3Homies. Uh, also support us, support the show. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can support the show. Go to again, castropolis.net. Hit us up on Patreon, become a Patreon supporter. We'd love to hear from you as well. All the contact information's on our, uh, on the uh, social media, on the website. Hit us up. And, uh, you know what that, man? Uh, GP3 show number 138 is in the can. Thank you so much. I, I did shout out Sanya Estelle this week. She's in the NYC doing her thing. She's got a new show out this week. Uh, we produce her podcast, uh, but check her out. Uh, she's also on castropolis.net. Thank you so much, uh, Sanya, for doing your thing. And with that, GP3 number 138 is in the can. It's in the can. You've been listening we to the here. GP3 Peace. Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SBDG, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.